0: Hey, what's up everybody? CFB Dynasty podcast first one of 2022. Uh, It's me and my boy Zach Tao here. Um, What's up, Zach? How are you today? I'm doing all right. So today we'll be talking about uh, this list that I've built Um, the top 300 quarterback performances in college fantasy football dating back to 1980 the last time Georgia won a national championship. So from championship to championship for the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, we'll go through the top 10. I'm added up to the screen here. This is on cfbdynasty.com. We'll post a link out to this full post when it's completed, along with this data that you can play with, you can export, you can search for names and see who's in the top 300 here. Um, And we will go through the top 10 at the end but let's just start out with um a little quick why did we do this and who is cfb dynasty so cfb dynasty is a college fantasy football site we're all passionate about fantasy football and college football in general so we provide rankings uh throughout the year and we've got an algorithm launching very soon where we've went through it all twenty twenty one working with some developers to have a real-time data backed prediction based on current data, based on the weather, all kinds of things to help spit out a an accurate or as close to accurate as possible projection of fantasy points per game for every player in college football to help you set your DraftKings, to help you set your fanDuel, or just your standard college fantasy football lineup which i love and it means a lot to me to win especially my home league um but yeah zach uh quick introduction about yourself and then we will get right to it all
1: right uh yeah i'm zach tao i've been in college fantasy call it business whatever you want to call it for probably eight to ten years um officially unofficially whatever i ran a site i was cff news don't have the time to do that anymore, so I kind of stepped away from it um, in that sense. But I, um, I definitely keep keep up with all of it still. Um, but there's plenty of good resources. CFB Dynasty is pretty awesome, really. Like when Brian, when you when you uh, approached me about it, like I started looking at all the data that you had. And I'm thinking, man, this is really way more in depth than I have ever really gone. So um, it'll be really cool to see how when the projection models and stuff all get built out and everything how cool that's going to be um but anyway but yeah i've i've been around for a little while just kind of behind the scenes more so
0: yeah for sure so um all right so quickly on the scoring system so we've got we've compiled all the data um and it was perfect timing for me. It was after, you know, in-laws left after Christmas break. It was the first weekend that I like had to myself. I've got kids and whatnot. So got all this data compiled and then did some formulas to calculate fantasy points. So in this data, it is important to note, uh, we didn't factor in sacks or interceptions. This is purely just based on all of the passing yards, rushing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, et cetera. And um, all of the data is here and available. The other kind of cool thing that I wanted to do, and as you dive into any of the data and look at things, so this stat all the way to the right is what percentage of their uh, fantasy points came from passing so that we could really gauge how are you know dual threat quarterbacks trending? How are they trending over time? How are they trending by decade? And what we want to know from you guys is what questions you have. Like that kind of question is awesome to see. All right, over and I'll pull over a. Screen hey Brian, real quick. before you go any farther, yeah. before
1: you go any farther with this. So when that whole percentage thing, I find it very interesting that there are probably about a dozen guys. That have over a hundred percent of their points being from <laughs> yeah. passing stats. So the meaning they yes. had negative rushing yards.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Um, but it, it's actually kind of cool because then you truly know like those guys are just strict passers, and then you look at the names, you're like, "Yep, those guys didn't do a whole lot of running." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's fun to see. And you can see in fantasy football how quarterbacks are trending. So I'll pull this over. This is just one. um, Just got a few other tabs with pivot tables there. I'll blow it up here a little bit. But for those of you who are listening on the pod, it's more you can just see how quarterbacks are becoming increasingly valuable in fantasy points per game from 1980 to 2021, as you would assume. Um, You can see quarterback points per game going up and running backs going down there's some fun stuff so we'll be launching running backs and wide receivers here uh in the coming weeks but running backs oh it's so fun seeing some of these old names um and it's the same with quarterbacks so you think of you know john elway He didn't quite make the list. Eli Manning for Ole Miss didn't quite make the list. Elway was 433rd. Eli was 453. Um, And what we did and how we ranked this was by fantasy points per game because, you know, we obviously play more games than we used to. So um, if you want to see it just by points, hey, send us a comment and uh, we'll build the data. It's fun uh, for us. Nice. Um, Who are some of the names, Zach, that stand out to you on the list that you might have had on a past fantasy team or just amazing NFL career, whatever?
1: Well, I, of course, immediately searched for Kellen Moore where he stood on this list. And he is on the list at 249th um, with 101.91% of his points being from passing <laughs> stats. Um, so that's cool. Um, another one was Omar Jacobs. I don't know if you guys remember him from the Bowling Green days back in 2004. You can pull it up here on the thing, but he was ranked 38th uh, all time with 33.3 points per game. Um, and if you look at those stats, it's pretty ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, this was a little product before and most people really got into college fantasy. But those are the type of seasons that inspired people to say, you know what? There needs to be a college fantasy football. Because if (laughs) I had that guy, I wouldn't lose, right? Like, those are the ones where you, before you ever played college fantasy, there was always a player where you're like, man, I wish I had, I wish you could do that because your NFL team could use a quarterback like that, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, um, I will never forget, there was Case Keenum. As a matter of fact, I don't even know where he is Oh, this yes. Field. I know he's on Keenum,
0: here. I've got it yeah. noted down. So Keenum. Keenum's I, on there
1: three times. Keenum's yeah. top 70 three times. But I remember a, a guy that I, a coworker, um, and he was like, man, I wish there was college fantasy football because um, that Keenum guy is just destroying people. I was like, well, as a matter of fact, there is. And I got him into a league and he had, he lucked into the first pick. Like, I think it was like 09. And of course, he took Keenum and he won the league because, well, he had Case Keenum. But it's just funny that, like, when you see seasons like that, it, it like, especially if you've never played college fantasy, it makes you think, like, man, that'd be really cool to have. But um, yeah, as far as, other guys that jumped out to me though. Um Jordan Lynch, obviously, I had him on a on a team, and he was just so unstoppable. Mainly because he was um his rushing ability, because only 43% of his wow. points came from passing. He was an absolute tank. I don't know if you remember him or not, but like I had him on a team, and it just felt like he would throw for 200, run for another 150, four touchdowns every week. It was like, God, this guy's a monster. <laughs> um, Mariota was cool. I like Mariota, but, again, um, a lot more people kind of knew about Mariota. Um, LaFever, Dan LaFever, was another one. He's ranked, for, where is he at, 34th. Oh yeah, same way. Kind of with uh, Lynch, they yep. a lot of rushing stats, but their passing stats were pretty good. Yeah, Lynch and Lefevre right there five times on this list. <laughs> my goodness gracious, that's nice. those are the ones that really kind of jump out to me. Just I, that yeah, I remember some, personally having on my rosters.
0: Some others um, that are just fun to see, fun names to see. Um, so Ryan Leaf came in at 194 a lot of people remember the debate you know ryan lee for peyton manning uh for the first pick in the draft speaking of peyton he's on uh he's he's had a few seasons on here but i love so i am from gainesville Uh, i'm a big florida gators fan so i love that peyton manning is one spot behind danny werfel um danny's at 223 peyton's at 224 and if you don't know Peyton never beat Florida. So that's one of the one of our favorite stats. Also,
1: just a fun fact. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not. Um, I, I live in Memphis, or I'm from Memphis. Um, I'm not a Memphis fan, really, but I have a lot of friends that are. And they've told me this, and I thought it was wild, and it's true. A Manning has never won in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Peyton or Eli have lost every time they've played their – Actually, I think Archie never won there either. Reminds me
0: of one of my favorite Steve Spurrier quotes. You can't spell <laughs> citrus without UT because that's where Peyton was always playing. But <laughs> he was obviously amazing in college. Um, yeah. Steve Young is one of my favorite um, NFL quarterbacks of all time. He's on the list twice from BYU, which BYU is on here well, quite a bit. There's a, few a lot
1: times. of BYU. I think BYU holds like. 15 of the 300 spots.
0: Yeah. 292 <laughs> and 28 for Steve Young. Another fun one. Um let's see. Jim McMahon, another BYU quarterback. This is the oldest one that's that's ranked from 1980. Uh, 1980. He had the 21st season of of all time. Um
1: and and that's that's in an era where passing wasn't as prevalent like as it True. is it today. I mean, yeah, certain offenses did it, but like as a whole, like college football now, or heck football in general now is is passing. It's a passing sport anymore. So the fact that he, he had that kind of season with ninety percent of his points coming from passing, that's pretty incredible.
0: It is incredible. Um, so Dante Culpepper going down memory lane, he's on the list a few times uh i he went to my high school here in ocala florida and I, he had a celebrity game one year which randy moss came to edger and james and randy moss came in this massive blacked out bus um that was a fun game just it's fun <laughs> watching him and and randy moss obviously back in the day which i'm excited to see where moss ranks uh what from his martial days uh I'm julian edelman yeah. Running Joey back makes the list at 182. A lot of people don't remember he was a quarterback in uh, in college.
1: Yep. Um, so real quick question: I don't know if I've even asked you this. Um, when you do running backs receivers, how deep are we planning on going? Because it's, uh, quarterbacks is 300. I feel like you could go to a thousand if you wanted to. With
0: oh, and we could like we could push it on the website. However, however big people want. Um, so that they can have the data to play with it. So, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm down to go. I'm not
1: suggesting we do. Think. I was just asking. Like, running backs and receivers are so many great they ones. Like, yeah. You could go. I think going deeper than 300, even just to 500 would be kind of nice.
0: Some others, Cliff Kingsbury, he's on the list at number oh, yeah. 179. I'll just throw some names out there. How many Texas Tech
1: quarterbacks are on this list?
0: Oh, let's see. Texas Um, Tech, yeah. I'm
1: looking at it here in a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. Nine of the top 300 seasons. Yep. And they're all in the 2000s.
0: Yep. That's crazy. Um. But yeah, Cliff got him started in 2002 and then coached him up. Yeah. Thoam obviously, Holmes, all the whole top list. The a few list. Times, yeah. Um, Big Ben's on the list at 297. Dak, 122. Philip Rivers, 255. Drew Brees made the list twice from his days at Purdue. Um, one of my favorites from early on. And it's so funny. <clears throat> Everyone who plays with the list we Will probably be looking for different people. GJ Kinney for me from uh, 2010 uh, had him on my fantasy team back like early on when I <laughs> was getting started, and uh, he was awesome at Tulsa. Those offenses they had back in the day. Were oh yes, yeah. killer.
1: I think another offense we got to talk about, and and I hate to do it because on my two pods that I did recently, we talked about Hawaii, but goodness. They have almost as many, maybe just as many as Texas Tech. I think it's nine, right? Nine, yep. Yeah, they have nine also. But, man, like those guys, like honestly, I completely forgot about – was it Moniz? Moniz? Yeah, Yeah. Like I completely forgot about him, but he was in there. But that was like a plug-and-play offense at that time.
0: It was. It was. I mean, back to Timmy Chang, like – and now he's the the head coach now, which is, yeah. is awesome. But, like, yeah, that's when you I started. You went from Chang
1: to Brennan. I, yep. well, hold on. You had Rolovich first. Then you went Chang, Brennan, Moniz, and then Cole McDonald was a little later. Like, they had that gap. They had that Norm Chow gap.
0: Man, that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a cool list. Um, I really – I, I didn't think I'd be as intrigued by it as I am. Like just looking through it, like it's pretty cool. Like to see these names that you've kind of forgotten about, but have become like they—they they were so instrumental to like probably any championships you won, um, or whoever won in your totally. league. Like they probably had a lot of these players. So
0: those are the cool things. Those are the things you remember. If if there's a painful story, which I definitely have some painful stories. Oh, there's plenty uh, on this list. Bernard be, Robinson
1: probably wrecked me in multiple leagues. <laughs>
0: it's it's Mackenzie Milton for me, where he got hurt in the first quarter of what was the fantasy championship game, oh. um, and then that was his last game at UCF, and obviously went on to FSU after that. But, oh, that was a crusher for me, which obviously lost me the championship. Um, I'm not going to
1: lie. I didn't realize Culpepper had such great seasons. Like, yeah, you know they're good seasons. But, like, in context to these others, like, I, I would have never thought he'd have a top 300 season all time. <laughs> yeah. And he, thing that's of, and he has of f- two of them.
0: Another thing that you can see here is we're looking at UCF players. That's fun as you could do different filters with um, the conference as they've changed over time. Yeah. UCF. It's funny seeing them as an independent back then. Um,
1: Joe but, yeah. Webb. Joe Webb from UAB. <laughs> 50th. <laughs> He's number 50.
0: Hank. <laughs> um, Hank so let's get to our our top 10 here and this is really what was part of the inspiration is the guy that's in at number 10 bailey Zappi, the season that he had this year 62 touchdowns i was just thinking like all right where where would this rank all time um so
1: that's where that's you know, where the list, list was that's created where
0: the right? curiosity came from yeah. so i could see yeah yeah cam newton here at 19 Andre Ware, Sean King, Joe Burrow at fifteen, Kyler Murray at fourteen, Hertz at ten. Tebow's on the list three times. His best was number twelve. B.J. Simons, we've talked That's about, but yeah, I, it's Zappi.
1: crazy to me that Zappy's number ten.
0: I know, like sixty-two touchdowns, but he had thirty-eight point six fantasy points per game. But if you did the list a little differently and just filtered by fantasy points. He's up there a little higher obviously.
1: Yeah. He's up at what 5, I think, if, if you do that. But even then though, like he had 96% of his points from passing stats. <laughs> so makes yep. sense like you have a lot more to make up whereas other guys on this list you look and you're like, okay, yeah, they they ran a little bit more
0: which we debate that when we're doing rankings and everything like that and we'll be launching ours here in the spring our our early 2022 rankings we debate that a lot and it's always like oh the default favorite or the you favor the dual threat and yeah dual Mm -hmm. threats are great but when you get the right guy in the right offense and he's a pocket passer just as good or better it's really sometimes just as reliable because if you get a guy that's running a read option offense and you know the defense is in the control at that point where you know they can force it to the running back if they want to yeah um how about number nine so you've talked about him some jordan lynch you had him on your teams back in the day
1: yes sir that i'm telling you you look at his numbers in that season 2892 passing yards nothing really spectacular 1900 rushing yards yep are you kidding me?
0: Three rushing touchdowns. And it's, the, it's so funny, the, the jump from 96% of the points and Bailey Zappi going to passing, 39.5%. <laughs> it,
1: was, it was like when you had him, you knew. It, it was like another, having another running back on your team, but you knew he was going to throw a little bit too. Right. Like, it's not, not like an option quarterback where, you know, the option quarterback's going to run, 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 run. He might hit you with two or three passes, right? Like, Lynch truly was, like, just – you say dual threat, but, like, man, he was just – he was a – he built, like, a fullback. Right. That could throw the ball.
0: Coming in at number eight, Chase Clement from Rice uh, Conference USA. He played in 13 games averaged 39.1 points per game, which was just a 10th higher than Jordan Lynch, 44 passing touchdowns, seven picks, 693 uh, rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. 72% of his fantasy points came from passing. So he's in the middle there of Zappi and Lynch where you've got the three extremes. You've got Clement, who's true dual threat, Lynch, who really favored running, and then Zappy, who didn't run hardly at
1: all. To be honest, I don't remember him as much as most of these other guys.
0: Yep. Yep. Two thousand and eight, he was great. I I, I I think he threw. If you don't, if you remember, I think he threw. I could have the years mixed. James Casey, who was a tight end, who did it all. He ran. He (laughs) uh, caught so many balls and. He was that first tight end, at least when my home league started back in the early 2000s. I'll
1: tell you what, 2008 would have been the year that I did uh, with a lot of my friends. Like We did a P5 only, so it's very possible that I didn't follow him. Yep. I mean, I, I remember the name. I just don't really remember him having such a great season, but obviously he did.
0: He did, yeah. And I'm going to see, I'll check the James Casey uh, quickly to see if my years are correct. But this Rice website's taking forever. So, um, yep, it was 2008. Um, nice. This tight end had six rushing touchdowns, 13 receiving touchdowns, also did punt returns, threw a few passes. Um, it was wild. Maybe we'll wow. do tight ends. I don't know if the people are interested in tight ends or not. But shoot us a well, comment
1: if you be are interested to see. Like, I'd be interested to see like where are some of these like big names in the NFL ranked. Like, where are Travis Kelsey's collegiate seasons were. Like, were they really any good, or was he just a kind of an average tight end that turned into a, a beast in the NFL? Like Kyle Pitts. Like, where does Kyle Pitts rank? all time and tight end seasons right like that that, i think it'd be interesting to do maybe like top hundred or something
0: yeah we'll build it and and check it out anyway on to the next number seven yeah texas tech patrick mahomes um this is 2016 season 39.4 fantasy points per game um passing yards 41 touchdowns 10 picks and then 12 rushing touchdowns, uh, only 285 rushing yards. But, hey, the touchdowns are where it, where it's at. 78 and a half, or basically 79% of his um, points came from passing.
1: Yeah, I think everybody listening and watching us knows who Patrick Mahomes is.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then number six, if you played in fantasy, this was, uh, you know, this was – probably year three or so of my home league when I first got started. But Colt Brennan comes in at number six from Hawaii Uh, from the WAC. He averaged 39 and a half fantasy points per game, had a total of 553 fantasy points that season in 14 games, 5,500 passing yards, 58 touchdowns, 12 picks. That was 58 touchdowns through the air. He added five more on the ground, 88% of his points uh if yeah. you've watched you're not surprised 88 of his uh points came from
1: passing oh yeah ncaa 07 was a was a game with colt brennan i'll tell you
0: Yep. <laughs> and really um you know i'm a obviously a gator fan tebow fan he's awesome but the number five season here is extremely impressive to me so 2012 johnny manzel from texas a&m this is back when Defenses in the SEC were dominant. Like LSU was great. Alabama obviously was great. And the SEC West is still really good, but mm-hmm. defenses were better. Uh and he put up 39.7 fantasy points per game.
1: That's that's surprising to me. Yep. Like you know he had a great season. You know he was a Heisman trophy winner. You know all that, but like when you actually put the numbers in context to all of these other great seasons, I would have never guessed he was top five. Never.
0: It makes sense for Colt Brennan and Patrick Mahomes, like those conferences didn't really play defense. But yeah, back in the height of SEC defense, Johnny Manziel putting up almost 40 fantasy points a game. That's nuts. Um, But yeah, 26 passing touchdowns, 21 rushing touchdowns, and 48% of his fantasy (laughs) points came from passing. Uh, Number four, no surprise to anyone. Most that I talk to consider him the best college fantasy player ever. He was the obvious number one pick going into fantasy drafts um, in 2017. Lamar Jackson, Um, 521 fantasy points in 13 games, averaged 40.1. Um, through for thirty six hundred yards, twenty seven touchdowns, ten picks, and then he added sixteen hundred rushing yards, eighteen <laughs> more touchdowns, for a total of forty eight percent. Just like Johnny Manziel, same number. Forty eight percent of his fantasy points came
1: through the air. That's um, it's truly remarkable the season he has, and the, and the crazy part is that's not even his best season. Right. (laughs) And we'll get to that.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) We will. Um, Number three, Derek King from uh, Houston. Uh, 2018 was when he put up 40.2 points, just a tenth of a point higher than Lamar Jackson's 2017 season. Had 2,900 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, and only six picks. He, um, but he was, he was the lowest amount of picks for anyone in our top ten.
1: When you um, when you compare him to Lamar Jackson, though, like his Derrick King's production was truly touchdown based. Yep. Like when you look at his, his yards, they don't they don't even match up to Lamar Jackson at right. all. But he had almost he had nine more passing touchdowns. That's a lot of points.
0: Yep. And a thousand less rushing yards almost.
1: Right. <laughs> So he was yeah. truly touch—I don't say touchdown dependent, but like his his season was capped off by having 50 touchdowns total.
0: That's true. Um, all right, so we have a tie at number one in fantasy points per game, which freaked me out. Um, so I had to go back do a little research. 1990, I was five, so I was I was already into sports very much, but I didn't remember the name David Klingler. Uh, another guy from Houston, he went on to be the first pick in the draft by the Bengals and he was a bust. He holds the record for touchdown passes in a game for a college football player with 11. I mean, it, it'd be hard to do that eh, maybe on, an, on the NCAA video game, which can't wait till that actually comes out again. But anyways, David Klingler, 11 touchdowns in one game. He threw 54 in 1990 50 100 yards but 20 picks um, <laughs> so he threw it a lot and one rushing touchdown so 97 percent of his points came through the air and if we had a tiebreaker between him and our number one guy he would probably he would lose if we actually calculated uh you know negative points for throwing picks Do you have any recollection? How old were you in 1990? Um, I was born in 1990. Hmm. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) But I do remember, I remember Klingler. I think I have cards of David Klingler, honestly. yeah. Um, So like I I do remember him. I remember watching the NFL and I remember them always talking about him about 95, 96, 97. That's when I was kind of really into it like as a kid. So I remember his name a lot. I don't remember, obviously don't remember that season. But I always, when I see like historical stats, he's always up there. And I, and I do remember when Colt Brennan broke the, the passing touchdown record, it was Klingler's record that he broke. Mm. So I, I do remember uh, the, I, I, the name isn't foreign to me.
0: Yeah. We could have brought on John Lobb, the the scholar and uh, (laughs) someone who's, Little older has the experience of uh, watching him in college, but maybe next time. Exactly. Um, Number one, uh, as Zach referenced earlier, Lamar Jackson. He was number one and number four on the list in 2016. He had 551.7 fantasy points for a total of 42.4 a game. He had the exact, almost the exact same percentage of fantasy points through the air 48%. He threw for thirty-five hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, nine picks, fifteen hundred and seventy-one rushing yards, and twenty-one more touchdowns on the ground. Absolutely (laughs) amazing.
1: Yeah, it's truly remarkable at how his like that season. If you had him, like you almost won every matchup based on his performance. Yep. Like you were hoping he got hurt. Like, I hate I don't want anybody to get hurt, but like you were hoping, like, God, I hope this guy just gets hurt, so I don't have to deal with him because if he plays, I'm done. I'm gonna lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. but um, all right, so next up, please leave any comments that you have. Feel free to reach out to Zach or myself, and uh, we'll have we'll be happy to slice up this data any way that we can. Um, but we'll be launching running backs next, which number one. If you've again, you weren't born yet, Zach. For number one, but you could probably guess who's number one. Oh, I
1: already know who number one is. <laughs> I think I talked. I think we talked on the phone the other day about it. Like, yeah, it's it, people. I, you know what? I'll save it for that. But yes, we'll, we'll get we'll it. talk about it when it when you when we do it. But um,
0: yeah, a must watch. Obviously, it's, it's just um, insane and then receivers, the data has not been built yet, but uh, that'll be worked on soon. I can't wait to see where people like Randy Moss uh, fall, Peter Warwick, uh, some other people that are just, you know, highlight guys that you grew up watching. Um, it's it's fun to see a lot of these old names like Steve Young, etc. See see where they, they land a list, but that's all coming out. Then we'll be heavily into our you know after signing day we'll be getting into our impact freshman we'll be getting into our early 2022 rankings by position and mock drafts and all the exciting stuff that comes with spring football so um thanks for tuning in guys uh much more to come and uh we'll talk soon sure zach appreciate you bro later man see ya